Hello everyone, welcome back. My name is Moyatsu Banyakista and you are listening to Tea and Pepper Soup, the podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk about sacred seasons and why sacred seasons are important and how to identify that you are in a sacred season. See, there are certain seasons in our lives where the only way we can hear from God is to be still and to be silent. Life sometimes and the world wants us to believe that we should constantly be on the move. But truly the best times a pivot of any sorts in our life happens is when we are still and when we listen to what God is leading us to do. At least this has been the case in my life as a woman of faith. So I decided to focus on the topic today of sacred seasons because I believe in life because we are constantly in motion, we have this uh, perception in our mind that things always have to be moving. But it is actually critical to know when motion means silence and stillness. Silence and stillness. This is what I have come to understand is a sacred season. It is a season where there is an uttermost focus on your destiny and almost like a spotlight on you and your journey from God. It is critical then for you as a person to be in tune and to be connected with the source, the creator, God, so that you get the clarity and the direction on whatever the next season holds. So the the sacred season is really a season of preparation. It is a season of positioning. It is a season of purpose. It is a season of preparation. It is a season of positioning. And it's a season of purpose, which is why we can't take these seasons for granted. So one of the things I really want to do today is talk about two different sacred seasons in my life and how I dealt with both very different. The first I'm going to talk about is when I was working at a job that I really, really, really loved. And all of a sudden, things changed for the worse. All of a sudden, I got a supervisor that was horrific, um, borderline abusive in the workplace, screamed at employees, and made working in the environment very difficult. I mean, there were times when I had to console coworkers because they were under so much emotional turmoil that I had to console them and it started to take a toll on me. There were times I would come into the workplace in this particular job and I would get so frustrated that I would snap back at the supervisor. I would snap back at employees and my colleagues and I just was not in a healthy place. At the same time, I was also in a relationship that was not beneficial for me. It was a very one-sided relationship. I felt like I was doing more in the relationship And, you know, my partner at the time, he just wasn't the best fit for me. And I allowed myself to be in the relationship, which then caused its own anxiety, its own emotional turmoil, etc. So imagine all of this is happening. And I started to do things in my own way. Which is what I mean by how I handle things differently in a different season. So what I would do is I would snap back in emails, for instance, to this particular supervisor. I would, you know, tell 
my other colleagues not to take the nonsense from the supervisor. Could I have handled things a bit differently? Probably, right? Um, also, within the relationship, I wasn't speaking up as much as I should have. And then when I would speak up, I would snap. Or I would, you know, not speak to the person for a really long time, you know, and just like not dealing with things the right way. Again, taking things, taking matters into my own hands. So I was really just feeling really defeated, really deflated. And I got to the point where I really ran out of myself. What do I mean? I had exhausted myself beyond exhaustion because I was doing everything in my own strength. And as somebody who is a woman of faith and, uh, you know, believing in God, that God's strength is made perfect in my weakness, I have to learn how to yield to God to step into, into seasons like this in my life. And little did I know that I was actually on the verge of what would be a sacred season. There was a transitioning that was happening that was pushing me into a season where I needed to be still, where I needed to be quiet in order to know really what God desired for my life for the season uh, coming after that, right? And so sometimes I wish I knew that season was a time to be still much sooner. I ended up realizing that I needed to be still. I needed not to fight my own battles. I needed not to snap back at everything. I just needed to be still and listen to God. But instead, I kept trying to figure out things on my own and just got exhausted. Now, flashback to this sacred season that I'm sort of kind of in between just getting out of, completely different. Started before the summer months, you know, very quiet time, but also very tough time. It was a very challenging time for me. I was seeking a lot of answers from God. There was a lot of confusion going on about certain things I was asking God about, certain direction I needed, etc., etc. And I finally realized that, you know, I heard a very small voice. I believe it was the voice of a soft voice. It was the voice of the Holy Spirit that basically said sacred seasons. And so, and then I got a word from a sister of mine basically saying, be still in this season. Be quiet in this season. Just wait for God to tell you what he wants to tell you. So that's exactly what I did in this season. I rested. I stayed more, you know, in the presence of God. I prayed. I read my Bible. You know, I was very much so committed to honoring this season as opposed to a previous time when I didn't necessarily know what was happening. Right. And just to speak to that previous situation, at some point, I finally had to honor the season because I ran out of myself. Like I really burned out. And then God stepped in and started to speak to me about, OK, here's what you need to do with this relationship. Here's what you need to do at this job. Here's what you need to do with these friendships. Here's what you do to do concerning your family. Because when sacred seasons are approaching, it is a certain thing that God is trying to do and get your attention to. And the only way he can do that is when he, when things are quiet and when things are still. Right? And so at the midpoint of my sacred season, in this season, I had the opportunity to go on a retreat, um, a women's retreat, where... You know, everything was about seeking God's face and really being in the presence of God. Life-changing, life-changing experience. Got so much clarity, got so much direction. And so it's really important to know when you are in the sacred season. How do we know when we're in the sacred season? I want to share a few things. The first is that sometimes when you're in a sacred season, it may feel like isolation. You may feel like, why is 
Why do I feel isolated from everybody? There might be people around you, but in your spirit, you feel like you need to tune in more. You need to go deeper. For some people, sometimes this you, you know your season. Everybody has their own season, their own spiritual calendar. So sometimes you know, right, when it's like a quiet season, when it's a sacred season. You feel as if you're isolated from everyone. Also, sometimes it feels as if everything is, is, isn't working out. You may feel as if you're just in a dry place. I think of the Israelites and how, you know, during some of their sacred seasons, one of the sacred seasons they were just entering into when they were enslaved under Pharaoh. And once they entered into the wilderness, they were in a season of sacredness where God expected a certain thing from them. And in your sacred season, you can decide to honor God or dishonor God. But there are certain type of consequences that come with either honoring your season or dishonoring your season, right? And most of us know how kind of the story of the Israelites went. The more they disobeyed God, the longer they stayed within the sacred season, within the wilderness, right? The similar thing, like, you know, I spent so much time trying to fight this supervisor, trying to make sense of this relationship, trying to make sense of certain family dynamics, where if I would have just stopped and just rested on God, I probably would have gotten the clarity I needed much sooner. Yeah. So the third thing is sometimes you feel as if God isn't speaking to you in your sacred season, you know, and there are times when God isn't speaking because he's working. You know, I know sometimes we hear this and it sounds cliche, but there are times when God doesn't need to speak because he's working. And when there's a sacred season, it means that there's a lot of work happening to prepare for the next season of blessing that God is trying to enter and usher you into. Right. The next thing I want to say is about recognizing your sacred season is your sacred season may feel as if nothing, absolutely nothing is happening as well. Right. Not sometimes things aren't working, but also like nothing is happening. Like, you know, I'm waiting for this thing. It's not coming through. I sent this email to this person that I thought I connected with. Nothing is coming through. I'm waiting for this spouse. You know, this man I've been praying for. Nothing is coming through. I'm waiting for this job I've been praying for all these years. Nothing is coming through. That's a sacred season. It deserves a certain type of attention and we have to know how to tap into it. Because you know, when nothing is happening, everything concerning you is happening. When it feels like nothing is happening in the physical, everything concerning you is happening in the spiritual. But how do you ensure that it comes to pass? You have to connect and you have to recognize that you're in a sacred season. Because truly, the sacred season is what ushers in open heavens for us. It's what ushers in blessings for us. It's what ushers in kind of the clarity, the direction, the wisdom, the opportunities, the connections that we need. But if we don't tap into the sacred season, it makes it that much harder. Right? I remember when I finally surrendered to God and embraced my season. And that season, the tough season I had with the supervisor. Things just started to make sense. God gave me the clarity on certain things. Like I didn't complain as much. I wasn't anxious as much. I wasn't frustrated as much. I wasn't fearful as much because I knew now a higher power had taken authority of making sure that the best outcome that I needed will come to pass. That's what it means to honor your, 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 your season, your sacred season. 
So I want to share some things of how do we actually handle sacred seasons? How do we handle sacred seasons? Number one, learn to be silent. As somebody who is an activist, who constantly is expected to always be on and always respond to social issues, I have learned that my activism is quite different. That I don't have to always have an opinion for everything or contribute my voice to everything. In these particular seasons, in sacred season, God himself wants to do the talking for you. He wants you to be still. He wants you to be silent. Silence is seen as weakness to the world, but to God, silence is seen as obedience. Everything does not need to be announced during your sacred season. It is a sacred season because God is hiding you. God is hiding something that he doesn't need the world to see right now. God is hiding something because there will come a time when he decides to release it, whether it's that business, whether it's that marriage, whether it's that, you know, campaign that you're working on, whether it's that book, whether it's those children that he wants to put inside of you, whether it's that relationship he's trying to cultivate for you, whether it's that new friendship, whether it's that new business partnership. Sometimes, actually all the time, sacred season is almost a season when things are in the oven baking. Things are in the oven baking. It's not ripe yet. You're not ripe yet. You're not ready for the harvest. So you have to be still, you have to be quiet, and you have to be covered. The second thing is, here is how you handle secrecy number two. Don't make hasty decisions. What do I mean? Sometimes things get really tough. We get really frustrated. We get really angry, and then we want to take decisions into our own hands, right? So for instance, at the job that I was at, I was ready to just put a resignation in like the next week. I was ready to march in there and tell that supervisor off. I was ready to raise all the hell I needed to raise. And there were times when I did some of that and they had their consequences because I wasn't resting in God. But it's important for us not to make hasty decisions because of our feelings and our emotions, because those things pass away. Learn to be patient to get the clarity you need before you make the wrong move. I made so many wrong moves in that season because I was so stressed out every day. I was like, why is this person so terrible? Why are they so? And I didn't take the time to seek God and ask him, what was it that you wanted me to learn? What is it that you want me to learn in this season? What is happening here? Explain to me, how do I handle this different, differently? Right? The third thing is, don't explain yourself to people about what is going on in your sacred season. What do I mean by this? There are times when you yourself don't understand what God is doing in your sacred season. You yourself don't even understand what is about to happen in your season. And the biggest mistake you can make is open your mouth and try to explain to people who have no idea of what your destiny is, who have no idea of what you've been called to do, what is happening in your sacred season. It would almost be as if you are trying to explain God to humans. You don't need to explain anything God is doing in your life to anybody. Why? Because the whole process of honoring the sacred season is about honoring God. It is not about honoring people. It is not about honoring, you know, somebody to make them feel better. It is not about making people comfortable. It is not about any of that. 
So in your sacred season, you should have the most radical obedience in believing that you are pleasing God as your first goal, as your first thing. That is that is the purpose of the season, is to please God, is to have conversations with God, is to talk to God about why he has you in this season. What is it that he wants you to learn? So instead of explaining yourself to people and talking to people so much and explaining everything to people, you're wasting your time. And I did that. I've done that in so many seasons. Oh, this and this is going on. Oh, I can't stand this person. Oh, this relationship is not working out. Oh, this is going on. This is going on. Take it to the throne. Take it to the throne. The sacred season is the perfect opportunity for God to hear you. It is a perfect opportunity for you to build that channel, that direct channel to God. People are not God. People can't tell you your destiny. People can't tell you your purpose. Only God can speak when he's ready to speak about what he has you here for. So don't explain yourself to people about what's going on. Hey, man, sorry I have been so, you know, MIA, you know, like so and so and so been going on. So like sometimes you can't even explain what's happening to you in your sacred season. So it's best to just be still and to be quiet. The next thing I want to share, the fourth thing is take specific times to be with God, to hear clearly from God. What do I mean? In my um, experience, I do a lot of fasting and prayer. That's one of the ways that I take those times to seek God's face, take those times to be prayerful, take those times to just be still. Sometimes even just listening to uh, meditation music, um, you know, music of praise and worship. Sometimes you hear God speak in those ways. So take those specific times to really clearly hear from God on what he wants you to do next. Okay. The next thing I want to talk about is, you know, be okay with the fact that you may not necessarily get answers to whatever you're seeking, but you what you will get is peace, direction, and clarity. What do I mean by that? Sometimes we enter into the sacred seasons and think that we're going to get all the answers for all the prayers we've been praying or the situation or what we're going through. But what if the sacred season is there to help you get clarity, to help you get peace? Right. One of the things I struggle with at times before entering into some of these seasons is just anxiousness about what's next. What's next? I'm somebody who is very keen on planning, very clean on like, I always want to know the next steps. I always want to know what what comes next. And, you know, God doesn't work like that. Sometimes God will just give me the next step and say, trust that I know where the staircase leads. And the same rests with every Every person, I remember when we went to the retreat, when I came back, there was so much clarity around certain big things I had been asking God for. There was clarity. Did I have a full plan laid out from God? Absolutely not, right? That's what faith is about, you know? But there were some next steps that he gave me clearly about. And he gave me peace about certain things that I was waiting to hear from him on. So sometimes it won't be an answer to say, this is coming Sometimes it would just be send that email or go on that conference or call that friend, right? And then on the other side of it, there's so much more. 
And in that season that I struggled so much, one of the things God told me was, wait before you resign, take your time and wait on me. And then he also said, speak to, you know, try to get a meeting with so-and-so people, right? And talk to them about what's happening, things like that. So he gave me like the next step. And that's what happens when you honor your sacred season, right? God will give you that next step. The next thing is I wanted to talk about was spend some time in your creative elements that open up your channel ways to God, right? So everybody has their own creative things that they do. Some people write, some people paint, some people sing, some people dance, some people jog. Whatever it is, it's that thing that opens up portals for you to connect to God. Do those things. For me, I enjoy, I enjoy journaling. I like to write things out. I like to write things, you know, when God is speaking to me. Somebody, I love journals. Those of you who have followed my work and followed me for some time know that. You know that on Instagram, I'm always sharing my new journal purchase, you know, so whether it's like an inspiration tip that comes from God, whether it's a dream, whether it's whatever, I find ways to journal those things out and specifically, in my sacred seasons, I make sure that I make it an utmost priority to utilize that as one of my creative elements. So why then is it important to have these uh, sacred seasons that we honor? What do we all ultimately benefit from these sacred seasons? You know, earlier I talked about the fact that the season of sacredness is a season of preparation, positioning, and purpose, right? So I want to talk a little bit about preparation and what, you know, what that ultimately means for us um, and what the benefits are of the sacred season as it relates to preparation. You know, when you are, when you, preparation is about the, the, the clarity and the direction that you'll get from God when you honor your sacred season. It is a 100% guarantee that when you honor your sacred season and you seek God's face, he will give you clarity and direction, right? And so preparation is all about preparing yourself, right? Knowing how to prepare yourself for your blessing. And those are some of the benefits that come from the sacred season. God would give you, here's how you need to prepare, right? And give you a hint of, okay, something is coming. A harvest is coming. Here's how you prepare. The next thing is positioning. You know, positioning, I mean this in your heart, positioning in your spirit, uh, positioning even in your spiritual character. Um, one of the things I know for myself that has really developed is a stronger spiritual character uh, in my most recent years when I have honored my sacred season. I have grown more. I, I, I am becoming more patient. I, I become less anxious these days. I become less fearful these days because I spend more time in God's presence during my sacred seasons and really throughout my uh, kind of walk with God, you know, and so really positioning is critical. And when I'm talking about position, I'm talking about positioning of your spirit and positioning of your heart. And so, you know, positioning is critical, being positioned in the right, in the right way as a person but also being positioned in the right place it's very important not to run ahead of your seasons because if you're supposed to be in a sacred season but you're trying to to reap a harvest 
you get frustrated or you reap an unripe harvest and there's there's consequences that come with everything i think i talked about this earlier you know if i would have resigned earlier who knows if the opportunity that came after I resigned would have been there and the door would have opened the way it did. If I would have, you know, ended the relationship any earlier, who knows that if, you know, what God was trying to teach me, I would have learned, right? So it's just important for us to know that, you know, one of the, the second benefits of the sacred season is really about, you know, like positioning, uh, spiritual positioning, as well as kind of seasonal positioning, right? Um, and knowing how to accept where you are and being mature about that particular position. Okay. About, about that season. So one of the things that the benefits of the sacred season is spiritual and seasonal positioning, your spiritual character and kind of your seasonal positioning. And then the last piece that I wanted to talk about was purpose, right? Um, you know, every time you go through a sacred season, there is a refined and a defined sense of your purpose that comes out of it. Why? Because there, these are the times that God is speaking to you about your divine identity and your divine path. What is your divine identity? The very thing that God has spoken over your life for you to accomplish while you're here. I think I talked about this in some of my earlier podcasts. Everybody has a specific assignment that you're here for. Before you were even born, God released that. So your goal here is to fully ensure that you make sure that comes to pass. That's it. That's your key goal. And so one of the things about, you know, coming and honoring a a sacred season is there will always be something that God reveals to you about your purpose, right? Whether it's a next step. Whether it's a vision he gives you, something. There is always something that God gives you for honoring the sacred season. So I really want us to think about this and think about how it is important for us to honor our season of sacredness. I even want to say that the season of sacredness is actually a season of sowing. It's a season of sowing. Because there is a stillness. Don't get me wrong. There are times when you're in a season of sacredness and there's a blessing. It's not that you're not being blessed. It's just that even in the blessing, God needs your attention more than he, he does on a regular, in regular seasons. He needs your attention. He needs you to focus in. He needs you to, to, to talk to him. He needs you to, to, to not speak much to, about things. He needs you to be quiet. He needs you to honor the secrets that he's releasing from you. You see, the season of sowing is also a season of secretiveness. You know, God loves secret keepers, people who can hold on to things that he's given them for their destiny and say, I'm going to keep this as a secret. I'm not going to release it right now. And that comes with spiritual maturity, right? So the season of sacredness is a season of sowing. And so if the season of sacredness is a season of sowing, what comes after the secret of sacredness is a season of harvest. And the only way you can prepare for a ripe harvest is to ensure that you honor And you're obedient in your secret and sacredness. So I don't know what it is you're waiting on. I don't know what season you're in. But my prayer and my wishes for you is that when you are in your secret of sacredness, you understand what is happening. Because you know what? God never wants us to struggle. 
And God doesn't want us to rely on our own understanding because his ways are always higher than our ways. And so God always wants us to acknowledge him in everything that we do. So even when it feels like things are not working out, even when maybe you're being blessed, but you know, God is trying to get your attention. It is important to acknowledge God in all our ways because that's the only way the season of harvest then unfolds. So I just wanted to really share that and encourage somebody today that the season of harvest is of, 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 of sacredness is a very important season and we shouldn't take it lightly and we shouldn't take it for granted and we should take the time to tune in, plug in, look up and honor those seasons. It's been such a pleasure being with you all today. Thank you all for listening in and really coming along the journey. I always like to share that gratitude. I'm, of course, thankful to God for giving me this opportunity to share with whoever listens. You know, I really hope what I bring, because it's not really me bringing it, it's the spirit of God bringing it, that it really changes your life. And I don't care, you know, if you're a Christian, Muslim, whatever you are, that these podcasts that are brought to you really make you look at life differently um, based on my own journey and my own walk. So it has been a pleasure. Um... And I look forward to having you in this season. We have some really exciting things coming up. Um, you know, as usual, if there are questions that you have, feel free to send it to my email at moyatu.banya at gmail.com. You can also um, send them through, you know, my various social media portals um, or through my website email address as well at moyatubanya.com. You can also catch Tea and Pepper Soup on Spotify iTunes, as well as via my website, once again at moyatubanya.com. It's been a pleasure and see y'all soon. Once again, this is Moyatu Banya Kista and you are listening to Tea and Pepper Soup, the podcast.